after the mad dash to the waiver wire and to checking your lineups and hate messaging your commissioner for not making a hasty decision about the Chiefs Patriots game, they're actually going to play. And uh, we're going to sit down and record our week four recap. Uh, some enlightening things, some positive things about the COVID outbreaks to get to. We'll talk about all of that and we'll recap the action from week four right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo, you saw me giving that. And Tom, whose phone call magnificently ended just as the intro was ending. Awesome. It was a spam call from who knows where in another language but hey everybody i actually i got a phone call the other day i might not be here this uh this upcoming week i want a free cruise wow and all i have to do is just watch this presentation <laughs> about the cruise that i won the trip for that seems pretty easy that seems like a time <laughs> like, oh, I got two tickets. <laughs> that seems like you know, two business models you know who falls, like, you know falls for things like that me i don't know i look around <laughs> you know what i see Losers. Oh, some losers. <laughs> Scott, you can't even wait. We're, getting, we're right into losers. You gave me a good no chance. I have no time for my it. useless, meaningless conversation before we actually start talking fantasy football. If you get a call for a free cruise and you show up to the uh, to the to the spiel, you know who's giving the spiel? I'm sorry, you're a loser. You know who's going and and staying for the whole thing and and getting a complimentary <laughs> sandwich at this point? AJ Green, King Loser. <laughs> Absolute king loser. Five targets, one catch, three yards. T. Higgins has completely taken over, and that's what I wanted to bring up here. Yeah, is that he's? I think he he could be on the season long watch as well. Um, they're they're saying like, oh, he's going to get better as he gets in better shape. I, I'm over it. It's already been a quarter of the season. How long are we supposed to wait on this guy? Uh, I'm done with him. Not any longer. For luckily, sure. I only have him in one league, and uh, he will be banished to my bench until further notice. And I hope you guys do the same. Yeah, I mean, there is nothing you can even trade him for at this point unless you want to get, like, five fab bucks. T. Well, Higgins is, like, the younger, spruced-up version of him. Yeah. <laughs> in a dynasty, absolutely nothing, Tom. That's a great point. Not even, like, a fourth-round pick, really, in our in our league, I don't think I would, I would take him for. But, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, all three of us, based on our losers of the week, like, this is the changing of the guard at the wide receiver position. Like, we are officially, like forgetting about a lot of guys here, it seems. And uh, Tom, we'll go to you uh, because yours and mine are now kind of uh, linked together. Uh, so let's go to Tom. Yeah, I'm actually not familiar with yours, but mine is Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, this guy used to be a thousand yard receiver and a lock for it. After four games, uh, you multiply his yardage total by four, you know, 16 games. That's some good math for you. He'd be pacing on a 548 yard season. And in week four, if you multiply that by 16 games, he'd give you zero everything because he didn't score a fantasy point <laughs> in week four on three targets. He struggled to, you know, a degree of zero success. Uh, Brandon Cooks looks to be an option ahead of him. Both tight ends look to be an op. Sorry, he is Brandon Cooks. Uh, <laughs> Randall Cobb looks to be an option ahead of him. Both tight ends look to be an option ahead of him. And it's clear that Will Fuller is the wide receiver one of the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, We'll go right into mine then because my loser of the week is Bill O'Brien. 
Oh, yeah. He was the first coach and GM to be fired in this NFL season. Those uh, minus 800 odds that you got on Adam Gase being the first head coach fired. That's why the house always wins, baby. He said, I saw uh, on Twitter, like a little bit before he got fired, I guess. It's like Bill O'Brien will take over play calling duties. <laughs> and the owner was like, you know what? I've had enough of this shit. Actually, <laughs> I'm firing no. him right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this was just a fun one. Like, I, I totally agree with what Tom said. Like, Brandon Cooks, this is not what we expected him to do in Houston. He's got a great deep ball. What's Brandon Cooks' favorite w- breakfast Watson? food? Oh, it's bagels. 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 It's bagels. It's absolutely bagels. <laughs> what about Houston eggs, though? <laughs> mm, poached goose eggs <laughs> poached, poached goose eggs with a bagel he's in heaven <laughs> anything bacon, goes in the kitchen a bacon egg and cheese but it's on a bagel with a goose egg a fried goose egg <laughs> bacon goose egg and cheese come That's on right. We're, we're, it's writing itself here but no I mean uh, my loser is T.Y. Hilton uh, and it's a season long shutdown is officially on. I think, Scott, you alluded to it in the week four preview. I'm here to say it's time. T.Y. Hilton has not eclipsed 87 yards since Andrew Luck retired. So we have a season and a quarter in, in a in a game. Wow. Has not had a game over 87. So 87. They don't throw the ball down the field at they all. Don't. And that's that's what you used to draft T.Y. Hilton to do. Right. Yeah. You'd pick him in like the the fifth to like seventh round. And yeah, you knew he wasn't going to catch a lot of touchdowns, but you had, you knew that he could bail you out in those games where he yeah. catches five passes for 150 yards yeah. without getting that touchdown. That is gone yeah. in this offense. They're not throwing the ball down the field at all. So, so scary times for T Y. It's really, it's, it's awful. Obviously for the outlook for T Y Hilton, he, he could have some value like later in the year. He like traded. I know these, that, that would obviously <laughs> be a huge deal, but, I'm thinking about these analytics-driven leagues. Like, have you guys heard of these fantasy football leagues where you know t- uh, first downs are are given like points, yeah, and, yes. and stuff like that? Like, I've so, heard of every format possible, I think, by now. Well, what if what if we get to the point where we're able to analyze and give receivers credits credit for yardage they receive on pass interference penalties? Because oh, T.Y. Wow. Hilton had a few much. last week. Or, I've always uh, hated uh, that under. idea. Brandon Cooks is a king of that as well. In years, oh past. yeah. Yep. But I, I actually hate that idea with the passion. Yeah. It assumes Me that too. they would have caught the ball. Which. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Which we're not sure of. I of agree course. with you, Tom. I think that that's a silly rule. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to be optimistic about T.Y. Hilton here because yeah. this is a guy who I quite no frankly format, very high no on. format can save this man. He's beyond no. format changes. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's and it's, it's back to the sad. point that we were at with T.Y. Hilton, you know, two years ago. We'll let you know when you can start him. Yeah, it's we won't. Don't expect to hear his name. Yeah, but yeah, but, but back then it was like you, when we said to start him, you definitely could. Yes. You know, he was just up and down. Yeah. Now he's just down. Yeah. Down. Down. Yes. Do I have the drop here? You could. <laughs> You're literally the person who plays the drops. Down, 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 down. <laughs> All right. Uh, we need another drop, Scotty. So if you could quickly navigate to our waiver wire heroes of the week, I'll do is give it a scroll. Uh, good point to remember that bye weeks are going to start in week five. That was a remix version. Nice Re- job, Scotty. Oh, you, uh, you beat me to it. Just pump faking over here. Yes, um, Tom, you come in on the first verse of what? <laughs> 
of the like the actual <laughs> song. I'll tell you yeah, what. I need one, to hear time our I, remix. one time I was in Koreatown, you know, uh, probably two a.m. in New York City karaoke bar yep. named That's Chorus. It's the best. It's the best one there. And uh, some people take it quite seriously there. We certainly did not. Uh, but <laughs> someone sang that song to a T, and I think of it every time we hit the drop. But if wow. you want me to lead this out, I mean, I think the first guy uh, he's got to be owned, but we got to bring it up is uh, Josh Kelly. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head. He's most likely owned, but if he's not, he's obviously the most important ad you've potentially made all season. Yes, and we say this, of course, Austin Eckler, the news came out on Monday, going to the IR, going to miss a significant amount of time, a grade two hamstring strain. Pain. Not even going to pretend I know what that means. Uh, all, all that we know is pain. Yeah, man. That's all that we stinks. know. That Love watching Austin Eckler. But I think Josh Kelly could slot in here and uh, be pretty productive. You've seen it's it in other weeks. Spot. Uh you know, he, he, we were talking earlier, and uh, Tom's very excited, and I was messing with him saying that he struggled uh, this week. But he faced a Bucks front seven that's actually been really good against the run uh, over the last two years. So it's not too much of a stunner. And, and like Tom always likes to bring up, too, when a, guy, when a guy like Eckler goes down, you don't have, like, a contingency game plan for that in the middle of the game. You're just, like, flying off the cuff. Hopefully, guys can fill into what Eckler yep. was supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, which brings up Justin Jackson as well, uh, the most most woke person in the NFL. Uh, I was going to say, stay woke. And it's a woke season too, but Justin Jackson was on it early. Before uh, before you got points for being woke, Justin Jackson was out here on Chapo Trap House supporting Bernie Sanders and doing the damn campaign. Yep. But I say that just to say that he's woke, not of any uh, intention. But keep an eye on him as Scott wrote here uh, in the doc. When push came to shove, Justin Jackson has been very useful for the Chargers at other times. He may have yes. helped you win some games and even a championship two years back. Um, I know he helped me out a lot. Scott, you got anything to pivot off of? I know you added him to the doc. Uh, no, I, th- I just think that that's kind of what it is. I mean, Josh Kelly did lose a fumble in this game. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that Anthony Lynn seems a little weird about rookies. And I know that that's maybe not something to look too deeply into, but he was so reluctant to play Herbert, who's clearly so much better than Teron <laughs> Taylor. Maybe he has that apprehension now that it's between Kelly and, and Jackson that he maybe leans toward Jackson a little more than we expect. But I think Kelly's much better. Yeah, Let not Kelly's first. To fight by. <laughs> oh, yeah. Justin Jackson support, deserves support it. <laughs> from, support from young men like, like Justin Jackson. Uh, <laughs> young people like Justin Jackson are the reason that we are going to win in the election because we are fighting for the future of the American democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. Thanks, Bernie. Long time, no time. Uh, but Justin no Jackson. No time like a present, oh, Thomas. Thank you. What I was going to say. <laughs> Joshua Kelly has had a little bit of fumbleitis so far, so that it wasn't just this week that he's fumbled. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I mean, if Belichick was his coach, he might already be on the pine. Yeah, I think if I got a deep bench, I'm throwing a free at a freebie add in on Justin Jackson as my last, you know, my last waiver claim or something like that. Let me take uh, the reins on a segue here. To the election. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. <laughs> Don't ever hold back from chiming in, Bernie. You're you're a fourth member, <laughs> fourth member of the you know, pod. Bernie's always got a fourth mic. I think I think you know when you think about presidential candidates and and what they've what they've shown uh, in terms of interrupting others who have microphones in front of them. I think you know, we need we need to do much better. 
We need a community microphone. Everybody gets <laughs> everybody gets the same microphone. We're gonna need to sanitize it with the virus and everything. We're, we're going to get through this. Extremely nice job, Don. I mean, I, no, no notes. Um, but it does bring me up to De Ernest Johnson, Browns running back. Uh, this is kind of the handcuff your handcuffs theory that sometimes wins you a league, right? It seems like the third string guy could possibly never have value. How could I? Dernis Johnson, I never heard of him, you know? Right. But, you know, if something happens to Hunt, who literally was not 100% coming into that game, almost. Very real chance he didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Almost didn't even play. Uh, yeah. We would have been looking at the Dernis Johnson show instead of the Kareem Hunt show. So, Dernis Johnson is the next guy. He got 13 carries for 95 yards. I did not even notice that. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was he one of four Browns who rushed for over seventy yards yesterday. Jesus, wow. yes. One so of them, I mean, of course, being Odell. Yeah, <laughs> he's clearly the backup. Then um, I put on here Hilliard. Uh, no relation to me. He's a Don Trell is his last name <laughs> or his first his, name. Yeah, I was gonna say his last name is Hilliard. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keenly aware, uh, but. <laughs> He's been like practice squad or injured or like they're moving him around and stuff. But prior to this season, he has had some run in the NFL before. He yep. would he would slide in to be and all on the Browns. He would slide in to be the third down back. Yeah, and these guys they they use these backs a ton. I think Dearness Johnson is a really sneaky ad, especially in your twelve team leagues. Uh, he got thirteen touches in a game that you know Nick Chubb started in. Like we said. The uh the game script goes a little wacky here. Maybe that's why he gets these yeah. touches. We'll see. But you know they obviously love to feature the running back position, and it's kind of hard to change your game plan that much when you're that dependent upon the run. Yeah, I think this guy's going to see another you know ten to fifteen touches next week. Yeah, and if he does, you know, in this offense, clearly they can run the ball, and he's worth it. He's worth a shot. I've got a nice a nice comparison here. I think he could be like a Joshua Kelly was behind Austin Eckler. While Kareem Hunt is basically the Austin Eckler of this offense, yeah, that's nice. I I'm agree. in on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, for the Browns, let me just uh, correct myself here a little bit. Uh, there were f- three Browns who went over seventy-five yard, seventy yards. Kareem Hunt seventy-one, Odell seventy-three, uh, Johnson ninety-five. Yeah. Chubb had forty-three before his exit. As uh, we're only having this conversation, obviously, because uh, Chubb has a. High ankle sprain, going to miss at least six weeks. Or an MCL sprain, I believe it is. MCL for him, yep. yep. Uh, uh, so. Thank God we don't have to hit the bad yep. bugs for Chubb. It'll be good. To, they, they're saying maybe November for him that he could come back. And uh, yep. we will welcome him with open arms. Yes. Dontrell Hilliard, by the way, the only Browns running back to have a target. Or sorry, a catch uh, in week four. Something maybe to monitor as Kareem Hunt seems to maybe slide into that Nick Chubb role where he doesn't get as many catches and then they start to use these other Maybe guys Stefanski the gets, keeps getting frisky with Odell and just lets well, him drop hey, listen, bombs but we'll listen, get to that in they, the, had the, they had the lead like the whole game basically yeah yeah because they played the bad Cowboys you'd Very be bad. crazy to stop throwing the ball to Kareem Hunt Absolutely or Odell nuts yeah well they've done and that yet, yeah and exactly. yet uh Dev- Devonta Freeman is our next guy on our list Looked pretty good, at the beginning, catching looked, out of the backfield. At the beginning, he looked so slow to me. Yeah. But by the end of the game, I was like, wow, like Freeman is like picking up steam. You know, he's getting stronger as the game goes on. 
I think he he gave a lot of good film out there for the Giants, and mm-hmm. there's no reason not to lean on him. Only 55% owned on ESPN. He was he was like 70% on Yahoo, so he's probably not out there too much uh, across a lot of leagues, but 55% on ESPN is too low. Way too low, especially for a guy who's like, I mean, Deion Lewis looks washed. Yeah, like and he he catches the ball and falls forward when a guy comes near him. And if he liked Gallman, yeah, yeah. If if Judge liked Wayne Gallman, then he would have just yeah. played Wayne Gallman instead of signing yeah. uh, Freeman. Baseball playoffs starting tonight. I was like, Aaron, what are we, what are we talking about? Baseball Aaron playoffs I know. already in the second round. Yeah, uh, sorry, the second round is <laughs> probably what I should have said. Uh, Tom. No might be uh, might be a little late, but we might uh, you might still be able to take that victory lap on Keshawn Vaughn after he caught Tom Brady's fifth touchdown. Yeah, uh, I think he might have caught his fourth. It might have been the fifth, but I don't know why I'm trying to correct that. Three rushes, two catches on two targets, 25 total yards, receiving tug. Uh, McCoy is out. He's not going to play yep. next week. Week to week. And Leonard Fournette is much of the same. Bruce Arians it's is a not short week too for to, them. Uh, yeah, it's a short week, and Bruce Arians has not decided to rule uh, Leonard Fournette in or out. And at the same time, Lashawn McCoy in or out. His statement was kind of like about the backfield, but then later on, a report came out about McCoy uh, probably going to miss even more time than Fournette. So the expectation hey, uh, is that Fournette is in trouble here, and uh, Keshawn Vaughn. This I, I kind of wanted to talk about this because. This is kind of like the handcuff to your handcuff thing again. Sometimes like a rookie gets a glimpse of an opportunity and if it if it really does work out, they kind of steal the show. This is where players like Jordan Howard were born. He had to outdo um I can't believe I know these names. Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey. <laughs> yep. They, <laughs> they both I had can. to be injured at the same time to get Jordan Howard third string out there and then he was an RB1 for like 2 years. So mm-hmm. if you have just trash on your bench that you won't miss or no one will claim, I mean, or COVID so I, players, yeah, or, COVID, right. or you've been given whatever flexibility. Keshawn Vaughn is, uh, is a stash. He's no doubt stash. And with yeah, the injuries going around, something happens to Ronald Jones. Let's just consider that fact. Yeah. Uh, looks like Keshawn Vaughn is now the starting running back. You know what I mean? So the tides yep, can change right. that quickly. Um, and they didn't cheap out on him. They liked him. They just couldn't pass up Leonard Fournette. So, Keshawn Vaughn, stash him. Yeah, he's a stash. I I would say not a huge priority because he didn't get a touch before this week. But it is nice to see him go out there and with the touches, the opportunity, like Tom said, that he does get perform. And, you know, you could see it growing like a la David Johnson, his rookie year when he was an absolute nobody at the beginning. And by the end, he was carrying that team to the playoffs. Where did where did David Johnson start with the Cardinals? Returning kicks. Yeah. What was Keshawn Vaughn in the uh, running for beginning of the year? Returning kicks. All right, there we move we to the tie that into Bruce Arians at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that report about I don't think he actually tore his. Did you see this, Scott? What? Apparently, on the play that Keshawn Vaughn scored on, Bruce Arians tore his Achilles. Oh my god! Now, it was probably the they. It was probably a mistype, and it was probably the play that OJ Howard hurt his Achilles on. <laughs> yeah. But a tweet came. The first tweet to come out was like. On the Keshawn Vaughn touchdown, Bruce, Bruce Arians tore his Achilles. They don't <laughs> know his availability for Thursday. <laughs> it's not necessarily what I was bringing up, but it's all good. Um, should say, though, that Keshawn Vaughn catching the ball is a big deal. If you're not going to have yes. McCoy, you're not going to have Fournette. Um, Ronald Jones has not 
he's done it, but you know, he, he had two drops at yeah. least. He, he, he gets exactly. the brick hands every now and again. He's not exceptional at it. Speaking of Jordan, he Howard. can throw that rock though. He certainly can. You know, he can still run that yeah. ball. That's good for him. Scotty, it's time <laughs> to talk about your new boy, T Higgins. Yeah. Ocho Cinco. Yeah, Ocho Cinco gave him the blessing to wear 85, and you see him out there making Ocho Cinco-like plays. And, you know, like I've been saying the whole time, he's been a guy that I had targeted as a rookie just because of his rapport with Burrow before he even became a Bengal, the two of them. And now uh, you see it kind of start to shine. Uh, I think he's legit. Uh, he's the preferred outside wide receiver for Cincinnati. So if you're talking about the guy who's playing that X position, you know, battling those top corners, obviously Tyler Boyd right now is locked into a pretty awesome role uh, for fantasy purposes. And uh, he's killing it out of the slot, but he doesn't play outside ever, you know? And if AJ Green's going to be this inefficient on the outside, then it's going to be T Higgins. That's going to get the preferential treatment. And Joe Burrow's hucking that thing at least 40 times a game. You know, there's been a game where he's thrown the ball 60 times. So if T Higgins is out there, you have the potential for a guy who can get in these game scripts that, you know, Burrow is just hucking over and over and over again. And he sneaks his way to, he sneaks his way to seven targets in this game. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the Bengals had an interesting game script for this one because they played from ahead the entire time. Like, they don't have the defense that's going to allow them to do that a yeah. lot this year. It's like, remember Auden Tate last year? Yes. And yeah. how he was like started him weirdly super serviceable. Well, now he, he's like, T. Higgins is like an upgraded version of Auden Tate. And Burrow is obviously like an upgraded version of Andy Dalton. So... I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think the potential is there in the offense in the in the system for him too. Absolutely. All right, we move on. How about uh Tim Patrick? This is a late one or a, a, kind of like a, a You can tell there's not a lot of heroes he, this week. Yeah, huh? no kidding. Uh but hey, Tim Patrick played well with Brett Whippy with Brett Lab. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Brett Rippian. Thank you. Uh <laughs> who looked okay until he absolutely did not look okay. <laughs> Uh, against the Jets on yeah. Thursday night. It's crazy uh, how it grasping turn victory from like the that. hands of defeat. Yeah, no kidding. Um but um Yeah, I mean Tim was... Patrick, he he um plays a good amount in the slot for them. I think that Judy is kind of it seems like Judy's kind of moved to the outside receiver. Yep. At least from watching that game. I, I didn't really pay too much attention just because it was so all oh, it was high scoring, but it was just unwatchably bad. Um, but if Patrick's going to play in the slot, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is they moved Fant into the slot a ton, and now Fant goes down with an injury, unfortunately, too. He's going to miss some time. Yeah. Right. He's going to miss a little bit of time, and I think that if Tim Patrick's going to play the slot, then those targets could theoretically go to him because they don't have they don't have another tight end like Noah Fant on the roster. They, that Those they targets don't. need to get replaced with a receiver, yep. and it seems like it could be him. Yeah. You did bring I, something up to my brain, though. Um, the tight end that they drafted, he has a very complicated name and I don't remember it. So, uh, yes. what? no, I know who you're talking about. There's no way I can pronounce it though. Olamide Zacchaeus. Oh. Is that him? No, that's the Falcons guy. <laughs> well, uh, give me a second. I'll take a look for it, Tom. You won't Locke be able to pronounce it. Went, I'll, I'll be able to find it though. Locke went yeah. to college with the guy. Yes, that is true. That's a good point, Tom. He could slot in and, and immediately have that get those reps in back from the college days. Yeah. I, Maybe they were pong partners. Let me see. I'm going to click Jake. Butt. Albert. Okwu Egbanam. Yeah. Okwu Egbanam. I'm so sorry if he's listening. Okwug There's no way that. Yes. Okwug Banunam. 
I, I added an extra syllable in there, but I said it confidently. Um, I looked up Jake Butt to find his name. We are the, good at this. Um, either way, I, hey, is anyone else telling you that that guy went to college with Drew Locke? Probably not. They went to college together. Uh, he, he's probably worth like – he's probably like 4000 or less on DraftKings this week. going to be awesome. I'll probably play him. Love it. LaVisca should not. I thought this was the moment for Jake Butt. I really did. Um, I think that uh, this guy, LaVisca Chenault, is pretty damn good. He's so cool. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that um, I'm not going to compare him to CeeDee Lamb just because they're very different in the way that they play. But uh, I'll compare him in the fact that every time he touches the ball, I think that something crazy is about to happen. (laughs) You know, he has that... uh, that air about him. Oh, here we go to go and make a play like uh, like a like a Brandon Ayuk play that we saw last night against the Eagles that just drops your jaw. And he's getting carries. Obviously, he only gets one carry in this game, but I think that was more game script dependent because they needed to just get in the gun and just throw the entire game to try and come back. In the games where they're going to be, you know, in a in a more neutral game script, which who knows when that's going to be for the Jags, uh, he'll get more carries. But it's nice to see that when they get in these games where they're way behind and they have to throw, that he's getting targeted. He yeah. sees six targets in this game, eighty six yards. I think that he can only go up from here because the game script should work in his favor. Like I said, they're either going to be throwing a lot and he's going to be involved, or not, and he's going to get carries and these interesting ways to score as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy that they want to have the ball in his hands. And it's a Plain hell of a simple. name, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you got to get behind off. a name like that. Scotty Miller, uh, he's been – he was on the radar, and everybody was kind of like, are we really going to have to do this? And I think uh, while Chris Godwin is out, we're going to have to do this. Scotty Miller is yeah. going to be a factor for the Bucks, And, you know, that, you know, now they lose O.J. Howard. I would love it if I could, like, talk as i'm forming the thought not yeah. like before try I'm to even, slow that brain yeah. and mouth connection just down gotta, a little bit just gotta slow the roll <laughs> anyway scotty miller looks great uh this was a he's seven targets five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown this is coming off of a week where his status was very much in doubt going into the weekend yeah and what's uh, interesting and, with him is is he in full this is full ppr keep in mind which i think is really the only place that you can probably add him because he's mm-hmm. getting a decent target share and he's going to play uh like get some slot looks like like godwin does in the past he only has one single digit week all year uh and it was against carolina which is surprising uh Last week, he, he ends up with a 19.3 full PPR, five catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. But the week before, he still had three catches for 83 yards. So yeah. he is playing the slot, but he's also hitting these big plays for them. So he's got some 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 mystique about him. I'm interested. An air of wonder. I like him. No doubt. All right. He's got a good first name, too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I cannot offer any comment on people who share my first name. Traquan Smith. <laughs> Uh, two tuds special. He gets to the dock and uh, Scotty, the italics say it all on our document here. When Michael Thomas is out. <laughs> That's it. And that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy, like a wide receiver handcuff version, I suppose. But like, yeah, it seems you know, like that. I think Emmanuel Sanders gives you similar upside. It's just a Drew Brees ism that anyone can have two touchdowns in the offense. Absolutely. Yeah. I Trey think that's great. Traycon has bageled in big spots like last year. The yes, year huge or spots. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt with Traycon. Yep. Definitely true. 
All right, we're gonna go through these claim-worthy streamers, Scott. I mean, we could do it pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. I think okay. so. Why not? All right. Um, Mo Ali Cox. I mean, he he just has the eye of Phil in the red zone, and he gets the Browns next week. Uh, Tom, I like that you mentioned Doyle healthy. Doyle played in this game, but in a much more limited capacity, uh, and I think he got out of it okay. Oh, we're not putting Trey Burton on here, are we? I mean, Trey well, Burton. There's that too. It's, yeah, and I think only that likes what, the middle of the field. That's why they need to just trade Ty or something. Ty yeah. should go to the Packers. Everyone should be trying wow. yes. to the Packers. Yeah, every receiver, any receiver. Yeah, that can go play opposite Devontae Adams would be beautiful. Which says so much about the guys that they have and how little they did to upgrade them. Yeah, this I know. And obviously, off name recognition, Gronk is probably uh, pretty well owned. Yep. But if not, he plays the Bears, who have actually allowed three touchdowns to tight ends in four games, and they've been all in separate games. So it's been to different tight ends. It hasn't just been like one Kelsey bomb or one Kittle bomb like that. It's been kind of spread out. Uh, you saw Molly Cox get a touchdown against him last week. OJ Howard out. I can't imagine Gronk really leaves the field that much. So he should have a pretty good chance, at, at least for this week. All right. We also have Dalton Schultz, who hit as the official Streaming tight end of the run up to score fantasy Way football to go, podcast. Dalton. Attaboy, Dalton. Uh, the Cardinals defense gets the Jets this week, and they're also looking uh, for a bounce back game. They've now lost two straight games that were, I think, very well. Uh, defensive streamers, too, looking absolutely bleak. Uh, I was trying yeah. to sneak ahead, and and it was they were like the only one that I saw with like a decent level of ownership that you could probably sneak in most leagues. Uh, I want to go back to Dalton Schultz real quick. Yeah. Uh, he became the starter in week two. He had 10 targets. Week three, he had six targets. Last week, he had eight targets. He's had 24 targets over three weeks. This offense throws like crazy, and he does not leave the field. I don't even really think he's a streamer. I think that if you know, he's you're, startable. Yeah, if you're on the, you know, you have one of these fringe tight ends, even a guy like uh, like Hayden Hurst. He plays in an offense that throws all the time, but he doesn't even get as many targets. Dalton Schultz. I might just swap those two guys. Yeah. So you know, if I'm a, if I'm if I have a tight end that's toward the bottom top 10 and Dalton Schultz is out there. I might just do the swap right now. I like it. And they get the giants next week. They certainly do. Or bad. Another guy yeah, I like too. love him. Love uh, a, a sneaky one here. Uh, Justin Herbert. He's had 15 plus in all of his starts in a regular scored quarterback league. I know everybody kind of scores the position differently, but in your, your standards uh, quarterback scoring league, he's gone 15 plus in all of his starts. And sneakily, the Saints have allowed all four quarterbacks they played against to go 20-plus in that same scoring format. Mm-hmm. So things are kind of aligning for Justin Herbert to be in another game script kind of like he was last week where he yeah. was just hucking. And I'll tell you what, he looks pretty damn good. Yes. he looks. I think this episode of Run Up the Score has the most hucking ever. A lot of hucking going on? A lot of hucking. A lot of hucking and jiving. <laughs> Well, you know he's going to be hucking it next week against the uh, the Falcons. Teddy two gloves. Teddy two gloves. I love yeah, it. Which put her out his there? Scramble was awesome. If he can keep stuff up like that, um, I mean, obviously, I've said it a million times, but if you run as a quarterback, you're going to be in streaming contention. You're going to be that much closer to those like permanently a week. Yeah, it's just yeah. much easier that way. And I'll yep. tell you what, I thought this offense was just going to absolutely tank out once McCaffrey went down. They've had two wins in a row without him. And maybe, you know, they're just getting more accustomed to playing in this Joe Brady, Matt Rule offense that's more probably like a college style than an NFL style. And you're starting to see it click more. Robbie Anderson is the number one receiver on that team as well. 
it, doesn't that sound doesn't that even, feel nice to still be able to say well we're about to talk about the jets so yeah anything nice that we can say about robbie anderson i think is going to go over really well for our jet fan demographic uh the thursday night game Denver had a nice lead. The Jets cut into it. Brett Rippian tried to give the game away. I almost put him on the dock. And with everything that's going on with, you know, teams potentially having COVID or and especially with all the injuries going on, a lot of people could have potentially cut Jamison Crowder. Mm. And if he's out there, when he plays, he gets peppered. Yeah. Well, he's all they have. I don't know if you noticed from any of the games he's played in or the games he hasn't played in. Um, yeah, like... Uh, um. Uh, there's Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Yeah. This was a nice, uh, thank you. This was a nice yeah, coming out say, party for the Jets running backs, like uh, running backs against the Jets is becoming a thing. They're getting annihilated by running backs. So, yeah, Melvin Gordon had a really nice run at the end of the yeah. game to seal a game. You're right. Was it a nice run or was it just terrible defense? And I think that's Tom's point. Yeah. I mean, every running back fantasy. trashed them. So, uh, I think we just got to keep our eyes on that target. Yep. Uh, speaking of targets, how about running backs playing against Jacksonville? Joe Mixon tears it up, almost drops a forty bomb. Joe Mixon, yeah, I mean, everybody he's gonna, he's gonna skew like the running backs against Jacksonville stat actually now. Yes, and he's gonna skew his his uh, quarters uh, of the season projections. Yeah, no so kidding. crazily, all of a sudden it's respectable from this one monster spike game. Uh, I kind of saw this one coming for for Mixon just because, like you said, the Jags have been pretty bad just really in general on defense. Uh, it was nice to see Gardner Minshew fight in this one for you. I don't know if anyone else desperately desperately started him like me in our 12-man dynasty league where you know I disrespect quarterback. Uh, he still goes out there and gets you like 25 points. 350 yards, two touchdowns, a, a light rushing day for Gardner too, like probably one of the lighter ones yeah. he'll have all year. He's been playing well. So is James Robinson, man. That's steal. just a good football player. Yeah, he's a steal. He's a steal deal right now over 100 total yards for the second straight week doesn't score but i mean he's gonna have those weeks where he just pops off yep speaking of popping off you can start i can't even think of a name right now probably like aj green is the only guy i wouldn't start against dallas right now they are <laughs> so bad on why defense. wouldn't you start him against dallas <laughs> I, I think you start anybody is my point. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's not one guy. You start like, T.Y. Hilton against like, Dallas. You have to. <laughs> no. I oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I would either. But yeah, they are they are getting burned bad. We're on the Cowboys. Uh, we're on Cowboys uh, Browns. Yeah. So I can get my victory lap in on C.D. Lamb plump pick. Yeah. Go yeah, for I it. was thinking I'm, about that while I was watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've already plump picked him once before, too. I, but, um, you know, it was to the point like we had made earlier with LaVisca Chenault in regards to him. It, we were just it was a matter of time. So he, yeah. he started popping some big plays and the, the matchup against the slot. I think that that's what we're going to have to pay attention to is when teams are bad against covering slot receivers. You got to put CeeDee Lamb in your lineup. Yeah, it's it's just or when. Te- yeah, it's just he was I mean, awesome. with that many throw attempts, you could probably get away with putting CeeDee Lamb in your lineup every week for the rest of the season. Jack threw 58 but times. If, so. if he's that guy, you know, if you drafted a deep wide receiver core or, you know, you have a good, a strong flex and he's, you know, you drafted in the eighth round or ninth round or you're not sure when he plays against a team that cannot cover the slot, you have to play him. Yes. And I, like you said, Scott, I think you should anyway, because yes. he's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I think I said this, I was like, he's the kind of guy I will start and he'll <laughs> underperform and I'll be like, 
CD Lamb. Like I'm not. I believe in him. Like I'm. I'm not going away from him. Yep. You know. Uh, for Cleveland, Odell with a huge day. Led the Browns in receiving with five catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns. One from Jarvis Landry. What about yeah? Like his touchdown that he caught from a wide receiver was not anywhere near his coolest touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> that reverse where he goes. 15 yards maybe behind the line of scrimmage easily could have been a loss of cuts like back upfield and gives you that classic you felt like odell was back in a giants uniform just tearing it up like that and it's really a shock to see him get into open space in a browns uniform because we haven't seen it yet but please god continue to do this maybe with chubb out we'll see a little bit more odell usage so an interesting stat that came across my timeline today they took uh stefanski's numbers or uh, Savancy's last two quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield this year, Kirk Cousins last year. Right. Their stats for the first four games were very similar. And this was, you know, as we know, Dalvin Cook dominating the ball. They scored a lot of rushing touchdowns. Right. That was how they won. And then all of a sudden, Kirk Cousins just took off okay. for the next few weeks and really stayed consistent through the rest of the season because they've established this ground game and because teams now feel like they are going to have to compensate for it. I think it opens up the play action a lot more and te- sure. you're going to see a lot more inventive stuff. And listen, like get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. It doesn't have to be Baker Mayfield. As we know, he's probably not good enough to carry an offense. No. But he also doesn't have to. No. If you're going to be successful and that's what the Browns are, they're 3 and 1. Yeah, they got absolutely embarrassed by the Ravens, but they've beaten three teams they quote unquote should have beaten for the next 3 weeks. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from my new favorite team. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Yeah, no problem. Change yeah, I don't know. Week. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if I believe in the Kirk Cousins thing though. I think I hate Baker, but let's. I wish him the best. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Baker much either. But okay. Well, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> we'll go next to uh, a game that quite literally almost got canceled overnight. This was uh, Saints Saints Lions. Uh, a false positive from the Saints fullback sent things into a state of flux that I don't know if the NFL season would have come back. But from. don't worry, fantasy fans. Kamara played. Kamara played. <laughs> and he tutted. He sure did. Latavius Murray with a great day. I mean, I think you're just going to have to expect that Latavius Murray is going to have a couple of games like this. Yeah, he's a like, part Kamara of the is still heavily involved. He's still the lead lead back. It's not a problem. Did he have fewer catches than we thought he would? Yeah, but that's because Traquan Smith stepped up, they went which up we highlighted. big early. Yeah, yeah, another 14-point uh, lead blown by the Detroit Lions. I was looking through the, the Lions box score. The only player to see more than four targets for them was Kenny Galladay. Who's now scored in both of the games he's played this season. It's terrifying for our boy Marvin. I mean, how yes. is he not getting in a game like that where they're down by that many points? Marvin sees two targets? That's ridiculous. Doesn't seem right to me at all. No. Breaks my heart. Yes. Seattle, Miami turned into close to the shootout that we expected. A total of 54 points scored in this one. Not as close as we thought. Maybe Seattle's defense come down, ratcheted up a little bit. Uh, Two picks for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He goes for 20 anyway. Yes. As the official Ruts quarterback of the week, streaming wise. Yeah. And he had a good day. And a rushing touchdown. If you win Fitz and you win Dalton Schultz, and you win Eagles D, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and it won. So for all of those, didn't look that great right away. No. No. It Dalton really Schultz, didn't at all. Dalton Schultz sc- scored in the second half. Um, Fitzpatrick struggled early. 
and the Eagles pick six came at a late time. But you know, Eagles got a walk in pick six too. It was gifted to them. Oh, it was they awesome. all cashed. It that guy had. Awesome. They said it on the broadcast, but that guy had only played one defensive snap prior to that. Legend. Defensive snap number two. Pick six <laughs> thrown directly in the center of his his chest. Good for him, man. That's awesome. Uh, should we take the victory lap on uh, shutting down that bitch, Miles Gaskin? <laughs> <laughs> just so you can get some some Joe Exotic in. Just, you know, I, I gotta I gotta work on that a little bit. I don't have it outside of Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, you don't really have it, but it, no one's like coming to this to hear your exactly correct uh, yeah. impressions. But yeah, <laughs> do enjoy hearing the exactly correct Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, the exact Bernie Sanders is epic. There's a plan for you. Him. Don't have to be perfect on Joe Exotic when yeah. you can nail Bernie Sanders like that. But the pursuit is what really pushes me as an artist. And I think what it, what uh, we're learning here is that Seattle is committing to stopping the run and just getting eviscerated through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had a, a running back performance really that strong. Even Ezekiel Elliott didn't have that big of a game. No. But they're getting thrown all over. So when you when you see Seattle against your players, if you're playing a running back that's on the fringe, you probably want to bench him. Yeah. But if you have a receiver that's on the fringe, you probably want to play him. Uh, so long to Mike Jasicki's chance to be an every week starting tight end. Back-to-back one-catch performances. Uh, not looking great for him right now. Uh, DK Metcalf. Presented presenting this without comment, DK Metcalf is on pace for sixteen hundred yards. You know who else is? Who's that? Diggs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It's a shame they were a four o'clock game. Otherwise, I'd go right to that one. But <laughs> we go to Tampa Bay. We go to Tampa Bay in LA. Tom Brady with a five touchdown performance. You know what? Everybody- we, yeah, I don't want to like sorry, I don't want to skirt this along or anything, but it's okay. You know, just through uh the claims. Talking about Keyshawn Vaughn, Scotty Miller. We really the, covered this game. The Chargers backfield. We did everything but pat Tom Brady on the back. We even talked about Justin Herbert. We sure did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, Tom Brady had a great game. He's going to have great games. Keep throwing touchdowns. They to have Mike a great Evans. offense. Yeah, who's keep next throwing touchdowns. Who's Evans. next? Washington, Baltimore, <laughs> Lamar. Like, Lamandrews. It was called the most boring 50 yard touchdown of Lamar Jackson's <laughs> career. And it was so painfully accurate. Like, he didn't. He was like, he didn't do anything cool. I was like, he ran for fifty <laughs> that's, yards. That's and a where. Touchdown. That's where we're at with Lamar. So that's Jackson. where. We're, yeah, that's exactly the point, Scott. That's where we're at with him. Fifty-yard rushing touchdowns for a quarterback no longer move the needle for people. Not for Lamar. Yeah, I mean, got to be cooler than that. Yeah, this was the bounce back that they needed. I, I think you know, like you said, Lamar, uh, Mark Andrews was great. Yeah, big bounce back for him, which was yeah. He struggled needed. with some drops in the last yeah. week, but. He ain't going anywhere. Lamar loves him. I am starting to believe that the only two players that are going to be okay throughout the entire year for Washington with any level of upside are Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. I mean, they're both pretty damn good, too. I know. Gibson was great. McLaurin's been a beast. 10 for 118. He's been McLaurin has been awesome yeah. this year. Yeah, he's been great. Where was he going I'm, in redraft? Like Fourth, fifth, sixth area. Yeah, the fourth or sixth, four through six range. A great deal for you if he's going to be consistent yes. like that. Yeah, yeah he's no been kidding. great. He's like a no-brainer. He was wide like receiver the, too. He was like the Bob Woods, Cooper Cup. So you know what? I, I was yep. starting to pick Antonio Gibson around there by the end of the. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks like a good call too, man. That that kid looks better and better every single game that they play. Yep. 
putting and it all they together. Have, they have a commitment to him, really. It's obvious. Like he's had moments where you know people might poo-poo him, but the team has really had his back, and they haven't like punished him for any misgivings. Yeah. No. Carolina, Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray, three t- three t- passing touchdowns, only 133 yards, adding 78 on the ground. Uh, Mike Davis continuing to be diet CMC, which is awesome, obviously. Yeah, another great. Uh, f- and, you know, if they get Atlanta next week, Mike Davis is a yeah. must start. And uh, it's already been announced that McCaffrey is going to miss another week. That is true. <laughs> that is very I, I true. I don't want to body shame him, but he looks like, um, you know. He looks he, like Mike Tolbert. He's a thick boy. Yeah, he does look like Tolbert. He's wide. I'm wide. I'm a I'm a yeah. wide boy as well. Mike Davis wider than you. <laughs> He's wearing shoulder pads. Are we gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, his picture does have shoulder pads. You're probably right. That's, that's what it is. Oh man, uh, DeAndre Hopkins late injury concern with his ankle. He plays, but not very well. Seven for forty-one. So he didn't sink you, but he certainly didn't give you what you were expecting, especially against yeah the Panthers. We didn't hit Kenny and Drake with the loser of the week, but we easily could have against yes. Carolina. It was this was a smash spot. And smash, Are we concerned that the light does not come on for him at any point this year? Now, I mean, he, the the Jets. The he, he gets the Jets, so. That's my marker. If he can't beat up okay. the Jets like every other Joker has, then it's time to panic. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely time to panic after that. All right. Well, it's time to panic in Houston, and they're already doing it. Uh, Minnesota comes in, beats them handily. Dalvin Cook, uh, who, by the way, left late in that game. He just got the wind knocked out of him. So that Alexander Madison touchdown could have very well been Dalvin Cook's third on the day. Yeah. So he's continued his, you know, his torrid pace at the beginning of this season and last one and the one before that so great job um justin jefferson over 100 yards again i'm i'm continuing to be very impressed with how justin jefferson has looked feeling cashing so far as a third round pick feeling's been awesome as well you're absolutely right will fuller looking really good again yeah um we covered a lot of this uh you know i just think i wonder about the system that like Bill Belichick or Bill O'Brien like created and he's right. like he's a coach of GM and you know quite frankly that level of power <laughs> is what we are trying to combat in this country we cannot let the power go to just one person the power needs to be given to you by the people <laughs> Giants Rams Cooper Cup <laughs> saves what would have been a pedestrian day and turns it into a pretty good one uh with the 50 this is a horrible fantasy game run. besides the 55 yard touchdown to watch. this yeah. is a horrible game horrible and the Rams were horrible all the yeah. all the Rams that everyone wanted to load out, you know, your Bob Woods was, was underperformed. Uh, Henderson was terrible. Uh, Malcolm Brown is the one who gets more touches, which that's just going to prove to be a monster headache the entire year to yeah. have to deal with. Malcolm Brown, one more carry and four more catches than Darrell Henderson in this one. As definitely not the better receiving back. Yes. <laughs> like definitely not better. Period. Yeah. Uh, Darrell Henderson, one catch for 16 yards. Yeah. It's Five cool to think we were just talking Brown. about Gibson. It's cool that Henderson and Gibson actually shared the same backfield at Memphis. Oh, cool. Although, well, well, you know how Gibson like actually never really got carries in college. Right. He's got like more yeah. NFL carries than he does college carries. But in like one game. Play running back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, taking a little bit of a victory lap on this one. Scott and I, we were playing our softball game, our men's league softball. And somebody says, give me a bet. And I said, you know what? Take the under in the Colts Bears game. Was like 42 and a half. Yeah. Hit miraculously. 
or perfectly, I should say. Uh, that game was never in doubt. Yeah. Rodrigo Blankenship. Specs. Respect the specs, Donnie. One of my favorite stats that's ever come across my timeline. Maybe you guys have seen this. Maybe you haven't yet. Rodrigo Blankenship has outscored every single one of the Colts' opponents this year. Besides the Jaguars game. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Had 12 to the Bears, 11. Uh, and I would have to just look up the other two. But uh, yeah, one of my favorite stats. He's been awesome if you were able to pick him and up. Colts like we told you to because we said, hey, Phil Rivers is always good to kickers. Yeah, yes. I'm pissed at kickers and Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> Especially, Respect actually. Respect the specs, Tom. That is fair. Respect the specs. The only kicker those. I like these days is Dan Carlson. Dan Carlson's a legend. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> they let that guy kick, man. Dan Carlson is a bucket. <laughs> I, they, we a need bucket. like a... We need like a zoom in on him after he kicks like another 50 bomb next week. And he's just doing that Tyler hero (laughs) that he did after making an and one to go six of 18. But anyway, uh, that's enough basketball talk. We move on now. Buffalo, Las Vegas, Josh Allen, man. Is he fun or what? How about that touchdown by Cole Beasley? Man catch Monday. Oh mama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Congratulations Uh, to Cole. You may think, oh, I then think why isn't Cole Beasley on the – what's up? I think Cole Beasley's won it before. Well, if I've had my say in it, he probably has. I love Cole Beasley, and I wanted yeah. to add him to the dock. But I looked, and you know, even with that touchdown, he hasn't broken 10 points this year. He's the kind yeah. of guy who will, he will get you eight or nine like pretty consistently. <laughs> so if you're in like a super deep one and you're yeah. like – because he's available. That's the thing. No one owns Cole Beasley ever. But – so, like, if you're looking for somebody, please get me points, or I might get zero from this position. It's Colby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to get something. Putting <laughs> well, maybe something. And I've been in that situation before. So. Oh, yeah. we've been there. Cole Beasley has never won Man Catch Monday. Well, he has Catch now. Us. Yes, he has now. He has now. One on the uh, Derek Carr has been pretty serviceable this year, by the way. Just yeah. throwing that out there for those of you who like streaming quarterbacks the way that us well, Rudd's boys do. I think they intended, and maybe we could bring up even Nelson Aguilar. He's been playing all right. I, I think they intended to go deeper with Carr with the drafting of rugs and all that. But since the wide receiver core availability has been tough, they're still pushing that deeper stuff with Nelson Aguilar. And because yeah. he's throwing deeper, opening up the field, the fantasy points are – uh, a little bit more likely. Yeah, he's. I mean, he he makes good decisions too. You know, he doesn't. He's not going to go out there and nuke you with a bunch of picks or anything like that. And even against a tougher Bills defense, but the Bills have been scoring points. Man, they're they're a machine. They actually like they worked around their quarterback skill set. Singletary looks really good. He does. Uh, I think anybody who has Zach Moss, I think that you know, there's a good chance he comes back and is the clear number two as opposed to this one A one B they had going on. Just because, Singletary, but you got to hold them. Looks good at that point, right? You're yeah. still, you know. yeah, yeah. You still hold them and, and see what happens because, you know, the the Bills are still a high scoring offense, and and who knows what's going to happen with Singletary. Sure. sure. Last game to cover uh, before we talk a little bit about the uh, the COVID uh, updates, just to make sure that everybody's understanding. Uh, Philadelphia goes in and gets a win that catapults them from last to first in the NFC East game was against Nick. God Woods. awful. It was. Not fun until C.J. Beathard almost 
pulled off an absolute miracle. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the goal line, uh, Debo Samuel comes back in this game, uh, encouraging usage, not so encouraging snap count, but he was in that I think side of the field who that was targeted. Encouraging on the Mary though, at the end was of the game. like, uh, I, you cashed on a Debo play. Like we yes. thought that that uh, those plays were going to go back to Debo and Debo's active in this game, but you still see Ayuk get. I, I said, I guess it was a screen, right? It, and it was thrown just behind. Yeah, so it yeah. counted as a run. Debo right. still yeah. did get a Debo play though. Yeah, he had a carry right. for ten yards. But I'm saying they're willing to use Ayuk in this way as well. Maybe you know, maybe the two of them as opposed to just using Debo, which was what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. So in that in that sense, it was encouraging for me. I'm very interested and I guess a little cautious, especially because, you know, Ayuk is this, this hot rookie. He was like building up draft stock, especially when Debo got hurt. Like, I'm interested to see what this is going to look like with Jimmy G back, which we could see next week. Yeah. Well, if George um, Kittle is going to get 15 targets and get almost 200 total yards, then see, like, I feel like that's who you should throw it to. I feel I like think. the reason that that happened though was because Mullins and Bethard were in this game. Like Bethard threw seven I mean, passes to Kittle. Don't you think that that should happen more often? I think every team should do that way more often. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the Eagles Carson do Wentz, suck though, so they're bad. Keep that in mind. They are bad. Their defense is bad. Um, their whole team is bad. Really interesting on their. Uh, on their game ceiling drive, the Eagles didn't put Miles Sanders in it running back once. Like I don't, yeah, I didn't or they didn't even try to move the ball at the end of the half when they had two timeouts. Also, yeah. very true. Yeah, or, it was, uh, try, sorry, I think it was they didn't even try to force the 49ers to make a play when they could have. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. Back, yeah. Whatever. But the Eagles like have done that on a couple occasions with small twists to it, but really the same messaging was like they're just not. They're not. They can't be bothered to go above and beyond. They're just like, yeah. this is what you get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yep, that's us, right there. Alrighty. So, uh, the update as of Monday morning is that the Titans have had no COVID, uh, no further uh, positive COVID tests, which puts them on track to return to their practice facility and begin their weekly preparation on Tuesday on Wednesday. They would need multiple. Co- they would need no negatives or no positives on Tuesday as well. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Ho- fingers crossed that we can figure this out and the Titans Bills matchup that's scheduled for Week Five happens. Uh, Patriots uh, Chiefs obviously happened not as scheduled but as postponed. Yep. So we're very fortunate for that. Uh, and that's pretty much all we got. We got bye weeks starting up next week uh, with Week Five. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll Packers also, and Lions. Packers and Lions. That's I believe that's it, right? Yeah, it's just those yeah. two teams. It's a light one. Yeah. It's an appetizer of bye weeks. Dip the toes in. Yeah, just, you know, take that cracker, put it in your um, sour cream and onion dip. That's the bye weeks. That was terrible. I'm that's, sorry, everybody. That's the bye weeks. Crackers week. and <laughs> sour cream and onion? I don't know. I don't do that. <laughs> oh, quit while you're ahead, Don. All right. That'll do it. We will see everybody on Thursday. Check out our Instagram at RutzFF where you'll see the awesome photography that we got from Cole Beasley's Man Catch Monday. Uh, you'll also be able to check out our 30 Burger Thursday recapping the best of who balled out on Thursday and Sunday and Monday. We will see everybody next Thursday for the Week 5 preview. Keep scoring.